All right, check this out. Today, at the White House press briefing, Corinne Jean-Pierre is asked a question. Her answer, as always, is ridiculous. But the funny thing is, I didn't even notice. You know what I'm talking about here in just a moment. Listen to this. This is the second day in a row where the president hasn't had any public events on his schedule. What's he up to? And is he strategy to have What is the president up to? So a journalist asks, um, this is the second day that we haven't seen Joe Biden. What is he up to? And Kareem Jean-Pierre laughs. I hadn't even noticed that we hadn't seen Joe Biden. He's not in control anyway. He's a puppet. He's at the end of a bunch of marionette strings with the CCP and globalists and the Georgie Porgy Obama crowd pulling the strings. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama is back along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. I'm more focused on the strings and and, and the... uh the puppeteers than the actual puppet. So here's a ridiculous answer that we're supposed to believe. This is the second day in a row where the president hasn't had any public events on his schedule. What's he up to? And is there a strategy to have it? What is the president up to? Before this speech tomorrow? <laughs> so look, um, yesterday, as I think we read out two uh, hesitate calls that he had uh, with, um, uh, I believe, with the Oman uh, and also with uh, President Macron. Uh, we read those two calls out. And so... He's always working. Joe Biden is always working. The evil and the facility with which they lie. Okay, folks, the numbers are like 37 or 38% of the time that Joe Biden has been in office. He hasn't been in his office. He's been on vacation. How is someone who is on vacation a third of the time always working? Even always making sure he does have the American people at the top of mind every Joe making sure that Joe Biden Joe Biden makes sure she always has the American people at the top of mind. Yeah, how to screw us over, how to undermine us, how to divide us by calling us ultra MAGA and whatever other thing he has to say about people. It, you ain't black if you don't vote for him. The president is always working, always making sure that he, he not even always making sure, he does have the American people at the top of mind every day. Uh, he is uh, uh, constantly meeting with his senior staff. Constantly meeting with his senior staff. Okay. Uh, and uh, you will see him tomorrow for the big day uh, as we uh, roll out the president's budget. Okay. So tomorrow he's supposed to be rolling out his budget. So of course we haven't seen him in the public eye. Because they need to get that cocktail right so he's as coherent as possible for such a big event. He's always working. What a bunch of BS and malarkey. Welcome to Open Source News. I am your host. My name is James, the Black Conservative Patriot, bringing you news every day. Not just regular news, real news. Not the fake news variety that you get elsewhere. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like, share, and subscribe. If you're watching this on Spotify or listening to it on one of the several podcast platforms we're on, 
please hit follow or whatever other way you can that platform to indicate to them that you are a follower or a fan of this podcast. Always working my foot. You know who's always working? I am. Every single day, twice a day, every single day of the week without fail, I have a report for you. That's what always working looks like, Corinne Jean-Pierre, or Monday through Saturday, or hell, even Monday through Friday. I believe in a Sabbath day. I honor a Sabbath day. I think we could accept that. But Joe Biden is AWOL 80% of the time. And guess what? That's fine. He's done enough damage with the few days that he is working. I really have no problem with him not working. But to say he's always working, that's just a little bit on this side of redonkulous. All right, folks, guess what? There has been a security breach of our lawmakers and their staff. Hmm. These people are supposed to keep us safe, but they can't even keep their stuff safe? Here's the details. Personal information of hundreds of lawmakers and staffers was stolen after a major security breach of DC HealthLink. I have been informed by the United States Capitol Police and DC HealthLink of a data breach impacting members and staff. That was what was uh, sent out to folks. DC HealthLink suffered a significant data breach yesterday, potentially exposing the personal identifiable information of thousands of employees. Now, they don't know the size and scope of the breach, but this would be names, date of birth, social security number, addresses, and possibly HIPAA information, you know, personal health information. The FBI is investigating the breach, or perhaps the FBI, CIA, NSA, or some other deep state entity actually is part of the breach. What a great way to be able to easily get the information you need to compromise and hurt individuals in the legislative branch. Not that the CIA doesn't already have that anyway. Speaker McCarthy and Democratic leader Jeffries have formally requested additional information from DC HealthLink on what data was taken, who was impacted, and what steps are are taking to protect House victims of this breach. They don't know the scope of it. So that's going to be interesting. Okay, folks, if you ask for something or you say something or you offer something, you should make good on that promise and and shouldn't complain when people take you up on it. That's right. I'm talking to you, Eric Mayor Adams of New York City. So as I reported the other day, or maybe it was this morning even, New York City is spending $5 million a day on feeding and housing illegal immigrants. $5 million per day for the benefit of illegal aliens that have never paid into the tax system and are freeloading. You can make a case whether they are victims or refugees, yada, yada, yada. Look, I've lived, a lot of people don't understand. I've lived in Latin America. I've lived in Central America and had a business in Central America. I know what it is that these people are escaping. I have been to El Salvador. I know how scary MS-13 is. I know why you'd want to escape that. 
especially when Joe Biden is rolling out a red carpet and all of the globalists and, and these NGOs are telling people how to game the system. I understand all that. It doesn't mean that we allowed ourselves to be suckered. Obviously, Mayor Adams doesn't understand this principle. So not only is it $5 million a day, but I think the latest number here is, according to City Hall, more than 47,100 illegals have arrived in New York City since last summer. And why? Because Eric Adams announced, we are a sanctuary city. He rolled out the red carpet, said, hey, you're welcome here. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. So what did they do? They went there. What did the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, do? He said, oh, Mayor Adams, you said they're welcome there. They're not welcome here. Well, hell, we'll just send them to you. And now the idiot is complaining and has been. But here's what they're doing now. He's not happy with the border czar, VP Harris, whose only visit to Arizona was to see wind farms as the border czar. Absolutely ridiculous. Remember, she didn't finally she finally visited Arizona the month before last. January of this year. Two years after being in office. Two years after being in office. She finally visits it, but doesn't go to the border. She went to go look at, you know, our green stuff. Wow. So yesterday, Adams announced a new office to address the issues that have arisen. Since Harris is clearing that up to the job of managing the crisis, they now have announced, quote, in order to move from an emergency response to a steady state, we will create an office of asylum seeker operations. So instead of solving the problem, they're just going to have an ongoing system to just integrate and pay for. Why would anyone want to live in New York City and pay the taxes? No wonder businesses are moving out. Absolute incredible. The New York Post is reporting. There needs to be an individual who's dedicated to the decompression strategy for the federal government. Someone should be at these entry points, El Paso, Brownsville, Texas, and others too, to organize a real decompression strategy across the entire country, Adam said during this, uh, this news conference yesterday. One person should, we should be looking at, it is often stated that as role of, of the VP has too much in her portfolio to be focused on just doing that decompression strategy. If not, the decompression strategy can't be New York City. He's saying that VP Harris might be too busy to do the job that she was supposed to do, so someone else should be doing it, but it shouldn't be on New York City. That's what Mayor Adam Eric Adams says after, of course, inviting the problem that he is now having to deal with. These people are absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. My grandmother is still in Harlem. Bless her soul. 98 years old. I will make a visit into New York and out of New York in the coming months. I won't announce it. 
New York City is too dangerous. I love you, my brothers and sisters. We had a we had a meetup during one of my recent trips to New York City. That's right. I I slip in and out of the city without much fanfare. It's not a city that I feel safe in uh, announcing my presence. But I will be back. I have to. I don't know how how much longer. We have my uh, my grandmother. She's still up in Harlem, so I'll be in and out. But most people are just trying to get out of New York City. All right, folks, we have a heartbreaker here. We have a heartbreaker of the Biden effect. It's not just a porous border with tons of illegal aliens coming through the the border, not just in New York City, but throughout the United States. Let's go back to what happened in July of 2021 when Biden abandoned the Bagram airfield in Afghanistan. Boom, in the middle of the night. Two hours after we're gone, the Afghan's uh, base commander realizes that we're no longer there. The Biden regime slipped away in the middle of the night, shut off the electricity, and didn't notify the Afghan commander. But guess who took advantage of that? By the way, Bagram Air Force Base is 30 miles north of Cabal. And on August 15th, the Taliban took over and released thousands of terrorists that were held at the prison. Mark Milley was in on this. Afghanistan was in on this. Joe Biden was in on this. All by design, folks. These are treasonous, traitorous rat bastards. Oh, but it gets worse. ISIS suicide bomber Abdul Rahman was incarcerated at the Bagram uh, prison for four years but he was set free by the Taliban terrorists. Now let's go to a hearing today with Sergeant Tyler Vargas Andrews. He is a U.S. Marine Corps sniper. He lost his right arm and his left leg. Okay. He is the one who served in Afghanistan during the surrender of Afghanistan to Taliban forces. He testified before Congress today, and this is what he said. Absolutely heartbreaking. I want you to listen to this. On August 22nd, an improvised explosive device, IED, probe took place down the canal running along the perimeter of Ajkaya. This was ISIS, or the Taliban, performing an IED test run. We reported this to our chain of command. Days later, we received word to be on the lookout for two vehicle-borne IEDs, described as a gold or white Corolla and a green Mazda convertible. Around 2 a.m. on August 26th, intel guys confirmed the suicide bomber in the vicinity of and nearing Abbey Gate. Described as clean-shaven, brown-dressed, black vest, and traveling with an older companion. I asked the intel guys why he wasn't apprehended sooner since we had a full description. I was told the asset could not be compromised. So intel knows exactly who the suicide bomber is and what he's up to, but they hadn't apprehended him because they were worried about the safety of their asset, of their informant. Wow. I mean, it doesn't surprise me, but it's it's something else to hear it uh, from Mr. Vargas here. But that's just the uh, tip of the iceberg. Listen to how he was stopped from doing his job as a sniper. Throughout the entirety of the day on August 26, 2021, we disseminated the suicide bomber information to ground forces at Abbey Gate. 
He was spotted somewhere from noon to 1 p.m. by myself, then Sergeant Charles Schilling and another. The anomaly in the crowd who was clean shaven and fit the description exactly traveling with an older gentleman. The individual was consistently and nervously looking up at our position through the crowd. They both had obvious mannerisms that go along with who we believed him to be. They handed out small cards to the crowd periodically, and the older man sat calmly and seemingly coached the bomber. Over the communication network, we passed that there was a potential threat and an ID attack imminent. This was as serious as it could get. I requested engagement authority while my team leader was ready on the M110 semi-automatic sniper system. The response, leadership did not have the engagement authority for us. Do not engage. I requested for the battalion commander, Lieutenant Colonel Brad Whited, to come to the tower to see what we did. While we waited for him, psychological operations individuals came to our tower immediately and confirmed the suspect met the suicide bomber description. So they had confirmation that they had the guy. The psychological guy said, yep, fits the profile. I mean, he's looking up at the snipers, being nervous, coaching the other guy. They had a chance to take him out. But no, no one wanted to act because the instructions were do not engage. I mean, either everyone was passing the buck or people just didn't want to say the, pri- the, the, the quiet part out loud. They were not allowed to engage the enemy. This had to happen, folks. This is all by design. He eventually arrived and we showed him our evidence, the photos we had of the two men. We reassured him of the ease of fire on the suicide bomber. Pointedly, we asked him for engagement authority and permission. We asked him if we could shoot. Our battalion commander said, and I quote, I don't know, end quote. Myself and my team leader asked very harshly, well, who does? Because this is your responsibility, sir. He again replied, he did not know, but would find out. We received no update and never got our answer. Eventually, the individual disappeared. To this day, we believe he was a suicide bomber. We made everyone on the ground aware. Operations had briefly halted, but then started again. Plain and simple, we were ignored. The snipers had the suicide bomber in their sights, could have taken him out, could have dealt with the situation, but no, they were ignored by design. They were ignored, you know, kind of like how Joe Biden left billions of dollars of our military hardware in Afghanistan. And the, 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 break, the, the part that breaks me up, I'll play you a few moments of it here, is that Sergeant Vargas had a chance to stop this. He was not allowed to stop this. And then he paid the penultimate maximum price. He didn't lose his life. That would have been the, the, the maximum price. But he did lose limbs. Our expertise was disregarded. No one was held accountable for our safety. About 1730, Staff Sergeant Darren Hoover, friend and mentor. Came to get me from the tower to go help find an Afghan interpreter in the crowd. For those of you listening on the podcast, he is choking up and crying. And because he does not have his right arm, people were handing him the documents on his right side because he, he doesn't have an arm there. He has a prosthetic. We found the interpreter and his brother born with American passports. They told us, five, told us of five family members still in the canal. I stayed there waiting for the family members standing against a two-foot canal wall. Ten minutes passed. <clears throat> then a flash <clears throat> and a massive wave of pressure. I'm thrown 12 feet onto the ground, but instantly knew what had happened. I opened my eyes to Marines dead or unconscious lying around me. <clears throat> a crowd of hundreds immediately vanished in front of me, and my body was catastrophically wounded with 100 to 150 ball bearings now in it. <clears throat> Almost immediately, we started taking fire from the neighborhood, and I saw how injured I was with my right arm, completely shredded and unusable. 
I saw my lower abdomen soaked in blood. I can't even imagine how Sergeant Vargas Andrews feels. He could have stopped the bomber that killed 13 of our servicemen and women. And folks, let's not forget that over 170 civilians, Afghan civilians also perished. I mean, more than 10 times our casualties. But we're the hateful people on the right because we want accountability for this? Absolutely disgusting. Father, please bless Sergeant Vargas Andrews and his family and those Afghan families that were needlessly victims of a preventable tragedy because by design, these evil, evil people have an agenda that is anti-human. I don't know, folks. Uh, That touched me. Because it's putting a human face to what happened. All right, let's get into Tucker Carlson spilling the beans to Glenn Beck. Here is uh, their conversation today. You called the January 6th committee members uh, liars. Um, Besides suggestions that, you know, Sitnik was murdered, not even... Uh, suggestions claiming that um a, a, do you make the case that they're liars they they didn't just you know fib a bit and eat around the corners that these are full-fledged liars all right so this is glenn beck asking tucker carlson a question coming from a devil's advocate okay let's pretend benny thompson and adam schiff and Liz Cheney. Let's just give the benefit of the doubt. You're saying that they're liars. Glenn Beck saying, maybe they just fibbed. Maybe they just got it wrong. Glenn Beck asking Tucker Carlson, make your case that these are absolute liars. Now, part of what Tucker Carlson says here surprises me. It's either an act or it surprises me. And I'll tell you so you can look out for it. His naivete, that he was so naive as to the level of evil in D.C. But he's got a pretty good, I won't say good reason. He's got a, he's got a, a, a valid excuse, I should say. Or no, better probably better for me to say he has a compelling excuse to why he doesn't take the absolute ground or position that I do that DC is just an evil swamp that instead of you know a few bad apples there's v- there's very rare gems of actual good people in DC also listen closely to what he has to say about uh his relationship with Liz Cheney as well as his overall view of DC well that was the stunning part to me i've been in washington my whole life and my dad worked for the government, so I had a kind of root-level trust in government or a trust in government. But, like, the whole thing can't be fraudulent because I know the people who work there. My dad was one of them. Like, this is, you know, I'm very much from that world. I guess that's what I'm saying. So my default setting is not they're lying about everything. I've never assumed that. After all these years of covering politics, longer than I have, he still had a default setting because of his dad working for the government that, that they couldn't all be bad. They couldn't all be liars. Wow. Once again, 
That's either shocking, surprising, or an act by Tucker Carlson. And so I was shocked to learn that they were lying intentionally. And the way that we know that, we have a very specific way of knowing that, which is when January 6th committee researchers looked at video, they bookmarked it. They left an electronic mark on the video they watched. So we know what they watched. And then we watched it. Amazing. Tucker Carlson saying, hey, they can't lie that they didn't see what we saw. There was a bookmark. There was a fingerprint. There was evidence, proof that they had seen the same footage we had seen. Yet the story they gave was completely different. And so there is video of Chansley, of Ray Epps, and of Brian Sicknick that we know they watched that was not included in the report, was never mentioned in the hearings, a year and a half, a thousand witnesses, 850 page report. And this video, which overturns the story they were telling, proves it was a lie, they saw but hid. The sin is a sin of omission. They saw this stuff and they hid it. That is what Tucker Carlson, that, that's his biggest report or his biggest bullet point in showing this stuff. That they lied because they saw what we saw, but they didn't present this stuff at all to the public. Now, of course, this is no surprise to me. This is no surprise to you. But apparently, according to Tucker Carlson in this conversation, it was a surprise to him. And once again, he blames it on his being naive and that his default setting is that he has an overall trust to the people in D.C. that most of them are good because, you know, he's there. He knows these people. So, you know, I'm always hesitant to go to motive because who understands people's motives? You know, you can only really guess about them. But in this specific case, we know that they lied. And that just blew my mind. I mean, you know, some of these guys, if Adam Schiff lies, I think Adam Schiff, there are spiritual forces surrounding Adam Schiff. Like, I think he is a force of darkness. And I mean that. Tucker just about redeems himself with that. Or maybe not. But I, I've been saying, and many of us have been saying, and I'm not unique to this, Adam Schiff is an evil person. He has it in his aura. He has it when he speaks. He has it in his eyes. He, The guy is demonic. He's devilish. He's a Satanist. Whether he outright practices it that or not, I don't know. Wouldn't be surprised if he does. But he definitely has evil aura, juju, mojo, energy, vibrational states, whatever you want to call it. The guy has evil spirits all around him. And I don't think you need to have any sort of really heightened sense of spiritual discernment to see or hear or feel that when he speaks. So I'm glad at least in all of his naive state about the state of D.C. and their honesty, a.k.a. lack of honesty, I'm glad that Tucker Carlson at least realizes the darkness surrounding and within Adam Schiff. But somebody, is Benny Thompson evil? Like, I have trouble believing, you know, like, is, is, I mean, I've known Liz Cheney for 25 years. Is Liz Cheney, like, actually a liar? I just always assume she just disagrees on the, on the issues with me. No, it turns out Liz Cheney is actually affirmatively a liar. Yes, Benny Thompson is evil lying. Liz Cheney is evil and lying. Kinzinger, Adam Schiff, etc. They all are. And once again, folks, is this a, a realization of Tucker Carlson? Just now, he's shocked. He, was, he believed these people were honorable. I'm shocked and I'm releasing this information to show the world that I'm shocked. Okay, folks, let me just let you know, if you're not aware of this, 
these people were actors. I mean, to a certain extent, all the people on television doing this are actors. I can't speak for others, but I'm not an actor. This is not scripted. What I'm giving you in front of you is, is raw. I have no script writers. I don't even write my own scripts. I read the news. I'm in this all day. And then I give you my commentary and analysis. I'm a pretty bright guy in that I don't need a script. And you can tell I'm not perfect. I flub my words. I mix things up sometimes. This is not polished. But the guys on TV, they have producers and writers and what have you. And they read teleprompters. I don't read a teleprompter. What I have in front of me is uh, the screen with Wirecast, my, uh, my software. And then I'm, I'm reading the, uh, the articles to you that I have in front of me. That, that's how it works. Just so you know. Just so you know, there, there's, there's no acting here. There's no acting here. But Tucker Carlson uh, might be a bit of an actor. I don't know. Just find this uh, very, very interesting. Anyway, I digress. But seriously, so you can see, look. Look. That's my screen. A little dirty. That's my screen. All right. My software that I edit on and then, you know, the, uh, the articles. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Tucker Carlson, but he's making the case that these people are absolutely lying, pathologically or otherwise. She knew information. She withheld it because it challenged the lie that she was telling to the public. And that's just completely I mean, call me naive. I guess I'm sure everyone listening is like, how stupid are you? Well, I guess kind of stupid because I was blown away by that. And there you have it, folks. That is Tucker Carlson spilling the beans about his being naive and coming to the conclusion that after seeing what he knows they saw, they are absolute liars. And that's me spilling the beans about how <laughs> how dirty my screen is. Uh, just this, this morning, not generally this, there's a reason why it is. I won't go into it. But this morning I, I was like, I need to get the, uh, the monitor wipers down, but they weren't anywhere nearby. I thought they might be like in this little thing, but they're not. So I didn't wipe it. And then it happens to be the day that I actually show you my my dirty uh, monitor here on my iMac. But there we go, folks. There we go. What are your thoughts on anything I shared? Please put it down below. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe uh, to this on YouTube. Uh, do me a favor. Please check out our other show. Head over to therealbcp.com or bcpextras.com. Uh, I dropped a uh, an episode about the text messages of Tucker Carlson having to do with uh, one of the attorneys at the end of 2020. I didn't dare put it up on YouTube, but nothing, I mean, it's just straight up reporting. So make sure you go over, if you're interested, uh, go over and check out our other show, BCP Unfiltered. And don't forget that we have a a sister channel uh, here on YouTube called uh, The BCP Report. Make sure you check that out. Until the next one, ciao, goodbye. God bless.